Fuel, the podcast for fixing underperformance and evolving leadership within the automotive industry. Fuel is bringing you the latest in proven strategies and techniques that can take your service department to the next level. Okay, welcome back to the Fuel Podcast. I have a special guest with me today, Ms. Maureen Martin. She is the VP of Strategic Alliance within the Dynatron Company. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. So we're uh, going to talk about an interesting topic. I think it's a pretty exciting topic to uh, go over. Critical processes for implementing positive change. A lot of stuff we talk about in the service industry is sometimes a shock. You know, we're changing processes, implementing new pricing, going up on our pricing, cutting tech hours. It's a lot of things. Uh, Adding new people, promoting people, shifting departments, um, and then cross-communicating through departments, adding DMSs, all kinds of stuff. It just goes on and on and on. And there's a big fear when it comes to change. So today, what I'd like to open up the conversation to is, some of your experiences that you've had um, implementing a process for positive change, you know, in the uh, in the dealership world, in a, in a uh, format that you're in with with being strategic within Dynatron. So um, real quick, if, if you kind of just want to let everybody know a little brief history of yourself. OK, well, um, well, first of all, I've been with Dynatron since 2020. So until during COVID, that was interesting times. Um, but it was really huge in fixed operations, right? Our impact in dealerships. And so really my career primarily has been around fixed operations. Um, I've been in automotive for 38 years. Um, I came to automotive right out of university uh, and I started at Ford Motor Company and I worked at Ford for 11 years and I had some really unique opportunities. So when you think about positive change, you know, at that time, there weren't a lot of women in automotive. So that was kind of unique. I would be in a room of 30 men and me in my suit, right? Um, but I started in California. So talk about positive change, cultural, right? Yeah. Michigan to California, which was so different. But I was recruited right into the San Francisco office. So it was really interesting. I loved California, race sailboats. You've heard me talk about some of my racing experiences when we talk about teamwork in the company. Um, but it was really unique because I spent time in Northern California and then I went to Hawaii and I was responsible for the Hawaiian Islands. So the change there is that you, I was doing not only parts and service, but I was doing motorcraft, liaison for division and Lincoln Mercury. I was doing parts and service. Um, I was doing motorcraft. So in liaison for division, Lincoln Mercury. And because we were California based, our cars couldn't come back. So I also worked with Seattle region. I worked with FCSD in uh, Northern California and San Francisco, but Lincoln was out of LA. So uh, I also worked with three regions. So I was one of the first when before cross-divisional assignments were I was one of the first to travel with executives from other divisions. Uh, but it was amazing. I got to launch the first technician, um, our asset program for Ford uh, at on Hawaii and with the community college. So I have a heart for technicians and the service drive and just you know, how incredibly impactful we are in the business. I mean, honestly, we see more customers in a day than anyone. And so I got to take that down to LA and uh, spent a couple of years in LA. I got to relocate a Ford regional office 
from an old hacienda to across from the Angel Stadium. So that <laughs> was awesome. interesting. Yeah, yeah. You, you talk about it, but it's interesting because you talk about, you know, and I think about change and about how, you know, there's it's important to have clear communication, right? And you've got to, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And how are we going to do it? And then establishing goals and timelines. Well, think about moving an entire regional office. Like you had to really kind of think outside the box. I've never done that. I mean, at that point, I didn't even know my home, first home. So I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, well, this is exciting. And, but what you learned is if you didn't communicate like, what exactly we're doing and what everyone's role was in it. So I really made a point to get everybody involved. And so, for example, we had little pictures outside of each office. And I said, tell them how you want your furniture. Where do you want your desk? Where do you want, you know, so it sounds silly because we think, oh, that should be intuitive, but you're moving an entire regional office. And so we did that. We, I, I brought a cross team together and said, okay, like, Take a look at the plans. What's something that's going to hinder us from, you know, really being successful around communications, around serving the client, about supporting each other, having meetings. I mean, things Mm -hmm. like that. Well, the day of our move, I get there, right? And all of a sudden I see all these workers going into our side, into CSD. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. It seems to be flowing, right? But there's a stack of furniture out in the middle. Well, my counterpart on the other side of Ford Division he didn't, they had no direction. So oh, no. I went up to the leader and I go, why is everyone on my side? He goes, because they know exactly what to do. <laughs> they know where to go, what they to do. What to do. So they all said, we're going to go over and work with Maureen. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, and it still was just a huge move, but I thought it was a really good example about, you know, understanding, involving people and making sure you do that. But when I think about positive change, Alex, I mean, it starts with a mindset. And I've always believed this, whether I was doing, you know, consulting, keynote speaking, whatever it may be, because after I left Ford Motor Company, I started my own consulting firm and I worked with, gosh, I don't know how many dealerships over the years. And I uniquely worked from the dealer principal all the way through the levels of the organization, because in order for people to see a vision of what we want to accomplish, you have to involve everybody. And it starts with that clear, concise communication. And that was a big part of what I did in addition to process improvement and profitability and all the things we focus on every day at Dynatron. Um, But it really started with a motto. And I used to say this all the time, whether I was consulting, keynote speaking, working with nonprofits, which I've had the privilege of doing for decades, is that the only thing constant in life and business is change. Those who embrace it succeed. I mean, you look at things about what happened to our industry during COVID as an example. None of us could have imagined that, right? Correct. Those who embrace change, those that embrace a distributed model, those who embraced, you know, not knowing every day, are we going to have our whole team because somebody may be out because they were sick, right? So for me, it's really a part of the company culture and a part of your own personal, right, culture. So when we look at Dynatron, we always talk about teamwork, accountability, integrity, positive attitude. And one of the other one that's so clear to make all of them happen is clear and concise communication, which is our fifth core value. So when I look at those things, those are, you know, it has to be intricate to what you do every day. It can't be a one-off. I guess Absolutely. 
Well, it's like the biggest thing you hear sometimes in the dealership world is the GM speaking cat, and I know how to speak dog, so we don't get on the same line of things sometimes. <laughs> and a lot of the things that you notice with um, any change that you make is the, the correlation with change is fear and the uncertainty and the unknown. So like you said, clearly defining the why. Why are we moving buildings? Why are we moving over here? Well, hey, it's going to be a lot cooler next to the Angel Stadium. But yeah. the idea is is yeah. the clearly defining the why. You know, what, what goal are we trying to get to? And then like you said, the how. But I think one of the things that you brought up was key in talking to managers and talking to general, general managers and dealer principals is allowing your team when you're making these changes and you're explaining to them why and how we're going to undertake this giving them what they can control. Tell them where they want you, where you want your furniture. So the controllables are going to be huge as far as allowing to be involved in the part of the process. As a start smart coach, the more dealer principal and GM engagement we've gotten on the calls have made a huge impact for not just increasing in gross profits and effective labor rates and labor lifts and engagement in the tool, but uh, allowing them to, for me to communicate and coach them on how to allow their service manager to take control, to take more ownership and to really get their hands around it. So how can we work together? Just like in our two day workshop, how do we take the front end of the business and correlate it to the back? So that's, that's a perfect, man. That's a, that's a massive undertaking. Well, and it's just, but it's something we can all relate to, right? We've either all moved to house. We moved kids to college. I've got triplets at the University of Oklahoma. (laughs) So I can tell you a lot about that. My husband and I are like, we're on the fast train, you know, to help out. But, you know, it's interesting is, you know, when I first came on board at Dynatron, I had the privilege of working with the entire client success team and James Grogan, our, our SVP. And we really took a step back because, In my work with our advisory council, we just said, what are our most successful dealers doing, right? Because that's a part of communication. Mm -hmm. Also, when you're looking at the why is, well, why would we want to do it? What are the short-term and long-term impacts for your Mm -hmm. people? And really, it's usually around behavioral change. And it's about being open. And so one of the key things, as you know, we really focused on the GM. And it was because... I mean, I've been 38 years and I've had the privilege of working with dealers from single point mom and pops to huge conglomerate dealerships, right? And public groups. And there's just, there's certain things that are really consistent and it's around, you know, how do you invite those people to be a part of the process? And in the GM situation, my experience is about, I don't know, 95 to 96% never came up the fixed operations side of the business. They started in variable. There's so much correlation between variable and fixed. And I thought it was pretty amazing. I was was, um, hosting one of our strategic alliances at an executive workshop, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of. Oh, absolutely. I love to watch the transition from the beginning on day one. And this GM, when we were doing the introduction said, I'm going to be honest with you. I am freaking out because I am not in my dealership today running my business. (laughs) He says, but first of all, I'm in the car with my service director and thought, how often do I get to do that? Rare. And he said, so I'm sitting here today and here's what I'm going to do. I am going to work on the business instead of in the business. Right. He goes, that's when I can make huge changes and understand how I can support the service director 
but also the jam is tremendous experience. And there's a lot of things that we can take, right? We do in that. What do we do in service? What do we do in sales and how those correlate across and how do we affect change with behavior, you know, getting people to understand. So that buy-in of the how is really important. You know, one of the things we talk about in the executive workshop is when you're talking about effective labor aid, we shouldn't just assume everybody understands what that means or right. why it's so critically important. And when we do like compliance reports, it's not about going, hey, you didn't do a good job. It's about, hey, when we make an adjustment off of our grid, this is the impact on the dealership. Mm -hmm. but here's also the impact on your own paycheck. That's right. And I think we do a pretty darn good job on the variable side of doing that. <laughs> Because my last position at Ford Motor Company is I did market reps. So I did buy sells at dealerships, relocated all the Lincoln stores in Houston. I mean, you you talk about your exposure to both sides. It's like they would talk the same challenges. They were just a little different language on the acronyms, which I love. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even as a start smart coach, when they start showing them those daily compliance reports. Oh. And, and they start talking about the conversations you need to have in communication on a daily basis. The GM jumps in and is like, I do the same thing with my sales team. Exactly. And it's, and it's so much fun to see them, especially when you have dealer principals or GMs saying, do I really need to go to this? And you're like, yes, you need to go to this two-day workshop. And yeah. they come back and they thank you and they have excitement about it. So, I mean, everything is core, it has a, a communication value. And everybody can be a part of the process. And once you're involved in the process and moving forward as a team, I think that's the strongest thing that our people can understand, especially working with us in the Dynatron field and then helping, helping them build their relationship inside the dealerships. But I think the biggest thing that people fall back on or, or the issue that I see when we talk about things for hey, the hows, the whys, the great things that are to come, it's timelines. Can we establish variable timelines of when certain stages are going to be taking place and can they be realistic timelines? So I, I can tell you from experience, it's been multiple times GM or dental principal said, I want to do this because this is what I heard in the 20 group. And I want to do that, have this done in a month. What's no, it's going to take six months. Yeah. Well, you got a month. So it's like, you, you got to figure out how to establish what you can control and how you can control that to, to clearly communicate. But set about those timelines like when you were making that big move what kind of timelines did you set yeah well you have to have timelines of each step of the process i mean think mm -hmm. about what you do in start smart right you start out with four once a week right so you do every week for the first month then you go to every other week and that's because you know that you've got to give some attention and you have certain goals you guys set with the dealership working with the gm and the service director to accomplish kind of the foundation and now you're working through it you're looking at the mystery shopping and those types of things and to me it's it's you're kind of you're creating a smart goal right you're being specific you guys are always measurable which is what i love right because that is something to a gm and a service director understand right like i've got to have my measurables where mm -hmm. do i want that goal to move to and then, you know, it has to be attainable. Like mm -hmm. we out of the gate, we know what we can get a dealership over the year when we work together and we've taken all the best practices, right? But yet tailor it uniquely to each dealership because they are different. Absolutely. But it's got to be attainable and it's got to be relevant. And the relevant for me always speaks to 
human nature is what's in it for me, right? I mean, it's just human nature. Like my kids, I love them to death. Like kind of what's in it for me, mom, to do that, right? Yeah. And, you know, some of it is you have vision or you have experience that maybe someone else doesn't, right? Like our kids, like I'm like, learn from the things I've learned through in my life. That's right. That's the same thing, right? But it's also the same way in business. And I do love, because we get so many that come to us from their 20 groups. And I love it, but we do normally have to say, okay, we got to crawl, walk to run, right? So if we go from sign up to you're going to run, you're going to leave a lot on the table. And we do a lot around that. And so I think that that's really, and then as you said, it's got to be time bound. So like in the case of that move of of the office, like we had to, this is the date we're moving. You got to then back into it, right? You have to have what I call milestones so that everybody had it. And, and we do that as a company and, and, you know, how you use the software. Like I think about some of the conversations I have the privilege of talking with, you know, as our advisory or GMs or service groups or dealer associations is, you know, really understanding why those goals are so important, but you can't do it alone. Like none of the things we do, you can do alone. Uh, And when you guys are working with them, it's kind of like, I call it an action plan is a mutual commitment. Mm -hmm. Mutually commit, here's what we're going to do. And it's really what they're going to do with each other, right? And you want to take all the efficiencies and let us do the homework. And then you coach because you and I played a lot of sports. I know. Like it was (laughs) funny last time we were talking and I got asked a question on an interview, like, well, what sport? I'm like, well, I played volleyball, softball, basketball. <laughs> I ran track. I raced tailboats and I loved it, but it was because it was a team sport. And think about it. Yeah. Everything we do in business is a team sport. And sometimes you have different personalities on a team. So you sometimes have to adapt your communication to fit the audience that you're working with. You might come approach to why is this relevant to me a little bit differently with each member of the team, right? So why is it relevant to the service advisor versus the technicians? But the ultimate goal is they can't either be successful without each other. Absolutely. So, and it's, I just, I think it's funny too, how different wordplay goes into it and, and how you say action plan and some people rear their head. Like when you oh. say labor matrix or grid and they rear their head. And so we're yeah. talking to a guy the other day and he was talking, we're saying, Hey, you know, action plan, this action. Plan. He's like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't like that word action plan. I just don't, this, this doesn't sound to me. And so we were just playing around with name with, you know, I said a uh, strategic guide for success. Then. And he said, well, I'll deal with that. He said, the SGS is what we're going to go after here. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to patent something now, but it was, it's, but that's, again, it's communicating those back end goals and then what's attainable. What's, what's something you can control. I can't tell you how many times just seeing people clean up their op codes within the first two weeks of the program. Mm-hmm. They just start seeing and understanding that this is something that can really happen. So um, that's, that's, that's just been something that's a lot of fun to discuss. You know, Maureen, I want to thank you so much for coming on with me in the fuel podcast, you know, discussing some of the things that you've experienced to help us talk about what it means to have a critical process, like, you know, and the critical process means a serious, serious process, you know, for implementing that positive change, a strategic guide or a strategic goal to say, Hey, this is a good thing. This is, how or, or this is a why guys this is why it's so good how we're going to undertake that and here are the clearly established timelines that we can do that 
but then along the way, making them part of the process, allowing them to control what they can control when they're eligible to control it. So, uh, Maureen, it's just been a, a great pleasure having you on. Thank you so Thank much. You. I enjoyed That's it very fun. much. And Definitely you, have you, you back on. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, what you said is so true internally with your own your own employees, but it's as much for your customers. When you make a change, make sure they understand too, right? All the things we talked about, yep. you want to do as much with your customers as you do individually with your team. So Can I really enjoyed it. I love that we're doing this. Yeah. I love that we're having conversation and um, I've, I've really gotten great feedback that, you know, the GMs really appreciate that we're inviting them. Yes. Part of the process and to understand how critically important and we want to be the go-to. So yeah. I appreciate get involved. that. Yeah. 15 minutes a day on the lane, guys. That's just I'm 15 minutes you. a day on the lane. We'll get you, you in there. You got your coffee. You're learning. <laughs> you're just listening. I said, you're not fixing things. <laughs> you're listening, right? <laughs> because that's when you then come back and do the, the why, the how, and establish those goals and time. That's and right. Absolutely. Well, this is going to wrap it, wrap up this okay. episode for uh, the Fuel Podcast. You know, uh, once again, we really appreciate all of our listeners out there. Uh, please, any feedback we can get, you know, uh, hit that subscribe button, put a link down in the bottom, uh, you know, or hit the link down in the bottom for emails. We, we always want to hear comments. We want to hear things back from our customers and from our listeners. Um, you know, today I got Miss Maureen Martin with me. Thank you so much talking about the critical processes for implementing positive change. And uh, there'll be an outline attached to the bottom of the podcast. And then we look forward from hearing from you. Thank you again, Maureen. Have a great day. Thanks, Alex.